Welcome to the Concast, Comic Con Africa's official podcast. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to the third episode of the Concast. Thank you to. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? Are Come you still deep, talking? Come on, Come me, deep. Me. Come me deep. <laughs> um, I'm joined by Brian on my left over here. Hello, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, that's me, the jokester. There we go. And then George over here on the right. Hey, the clown. Hey. The clown. So we got the jokester, the clown, and the and, thief. And uh, the thief. No, don't you know that song, Joker mm, and the Thief? No. No, never mind. Do you know it? I don't. I know. Jordan does know a lot of things we don't. Yeah. Actually, not really important to anyone. Himself, <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, we enjoy it. So, on this episode of Concast, we are chatting gaming because we're doing a big gaming launch at the moment. We have a lot of gaming stuff going out. We recently did something uh, across Mario Day that was a lot of fun. Did that you... was so much fun to watch. Actually, how though. cool did you enjoy I it? Really loved it. Yeah, it was loads of fun. I want to try and get in on it now. So yeah. Hopefully we can get Jordan to make the track again. <laughs> it was a monster to build that track. I can imagine, but we yeah. won one around the dome now. So yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be awesome. Come on, George. And George, you, let's do it. You were Give in me a budget. A budget. A big budget. You don't get budget. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the following night, we we uh, kind of like went through all the 3D Super Mario games, which was really cool. So we started like Nintendo or we started on Nintendo 64. Then we played a game from GameCube era. We played something from uh, the Wii era, and then we ended off on the Nintendo Switch era, which was pretty cool. I've fallen deeply in love with the Switch. Have you played on the Switch before? I've played on the Switch. Um, I enjoy it. I yep. do. Um, a lot of nostalgia for me. Um, however, I do prefer either the PlayStation or the Xbox, and I think it just, it's just my personal yeah. issue, obviously. So <laughs> don't fight me on it. Um, Xbox and PlayStation are great, and so is the Nintendo, but um, I prefer the other two. Yeah. So I was actually saying on the stream, I'm I'm, I'm blown away by how much I'm enjoying the console, because I can remember having a PSP. Mm. I was like, yeah, this is is all right. I can remember being like with the Star Wars Battlefront game that came out for it. I was like, this is so average. Like, it's really just not what it could be. PS1 and a half was the PSP. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. But then playing on the Switch, it is full of capabilities and I'm like actually quite stunned I, you know it is it's phenomenal in what they've done I think you know it's a personal type of thing where I want to go home and mm. literally lie on the couch all mm. funny I know you surely could visualize this <laughs> <laughs> one leg over um, holding a like Nintendo over here is quite tricky and I know you can connect them obviously through HDMI but you know I think my mates and all those are on the PlayStation and Xbox so that's my home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think each console very much has like very loyal audiences. Where you know, for some people who just can't live without Pokemon or live without certain titles, the Nintendo Switch is just mm. perfect for mm. them. Um, but then in other cases, you know, Xbox and PlayStation are just better suited to some players. Yeah. You know, I actually I played. Sorry, hmm. the uh, what is it? Sonic at the Olympics. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. Oh my hat. That was so much fun. It took me back to, what was it, Sega Genesis or something? Like that. <laughs> yeah. that was really so much fun. So, look, I do enjoy it. I think it's just, you know, circumstantial as yeah. to why I don't use it as much as the other two. Yeah. But there's been, playing through Super Mario 64, like, I realized, because it, it's literally, Super Mario 64 came out in 97. Then the following game that they include in the 3D All-Stars collection is uh, Super Mario Sun Drive, Sunset, something like that. 
Um, and it was sunshine. Was sunshine. It? Sun, that, that's the one. Um, so it was really, really interesting to see the five years of developments in that because it went from '97 till 2002, and it got me thinking. There's been couple really big moments in in gaming history where we can look back and be like all right the reason that we that we aim downside to whatever is because of doom or you know the reason that we have movement is because of this game is it is there any any game that you think was super influential in modern video games grand theft auto oh yeah yeah in a big way i mean it's it's I don't know if it's the first time where the objective was to break the law, but it's it certainly was, you know, just break the law. That's pretty much the game. Don't get caught. Yeah. And they just found more and more ways of making that concept a lot more awesome uh, to the point where, you know, modding GTA 5 is a fairly simple process and you can essentially create your own little game world within GTA 5. Now it's kind of like a sandbox. Mm. Um, so yeah, taking it from those 2D graphics with little red blood spots on the on the screen <laughs> from way back when um, to where it is now, I think it's it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right? Any any games that stick out for you having an impact? I think you know initially, um, obviously a bit before my time, but um, you know you got the likes of Donkey Kong, which mm. was massive Street Fighter. I think when I really started in the space of gaming and whatever have you is more going down to an arcade and um you know you didn't have all that much money back then it was your parents giving you money so it was for me a pinball machine was really my go-to and i loved that and then i think where i fell in love with the console um sort of generation was i don't know if you remember a game called duck hunt oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my soul we had it for the family and five of us just used to play around and you know it's it's scary to think actually how good the technology on that was to shoot at the tv at that time so mm. that was a big one for me and i think another big one that has defined a sort of big movement is fifa funny enough which oh, yeah? is i think seldom sort of looked over but i think it's football in general has a massive following and it's a nice game to sit down with your friends and you sit next to each other just mm. play and if you want to drink, you drink. If you're over 18, obviously. Uh, 21 in the US, I think. Unlucky. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think one of my favorites, and I think was my first PlayStation game, which I probably spent so much time on, was Brian Laura Cricket. Mm-hmm. Back in 94 or 5, somewhere then, when I got it. And to this day, I still think that was the best cricket game they've ever made. So, um Sad to see Codemasters being sold to EA. I'm just hoping they give that a remaster. Oh, yeah, Don't yeah. change it. Just bring it back exactly as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there is there is something so charming about a, a remaster. It, it's it, it's crazy. You look at the Crash series being remastered. Spyro yeah. was recently remastered. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot for not knowing the name of this, but it's like the little skeleton dude that you run, I want to say, like... With the knights in shining armor and he's a skeleton that also recently got a remaster oh, goodness, very I, animated face i know exactly who you're talking yeah. about i've got the picture in my i think mind, i think we're gonna have to call on our fact checker robo robbie over here robo robbie behind the scenes if you could what fact you check <laughs> <laughs> skeleton remaster game type that into google and 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 see what comes up i don't think google's that give it a try try. Um, but but there is something very charming about remasters and there's that sense of nostalgia of you know what like 
it always blows my mind to think... When I look back and I think about the first Ratchet & Clank game that I played, because I was, I really, really would say that that was my defining moment for gaming, I can remember, like, these crystal clear nuts and bolts flying off mm. with, like, these smooth surfaces. And then when you look back, it's like a dog's breakfast. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, no, you know, it's, uh, we, we obviously spoiled, um... I don't give Google enough credit. Yeah, Medieval. Medieval, oh, that's exactly the one, yes. So, uh, funny enough, that game as well, um... You know, like, if I look at my library of games at the moment, um, it's scary to think probably over five, six hundred, even eight hundred. When I was a kid, you had maybe one or two games a year. Mm. And everything you really looked forward to was the demo discs coming out. So that's where I first played Medieval, the original Spider-Man, and countless others. Actually, Gran Turismo as well, which is, back then, was amazing. And then... um, yeah, where was I? Lost my thought. Anyway, what did you say? Why did you say that stuff? Trade Shops are also pretty good for that. Oh yeah, I mean, we had. I came from a small little town, Pajestrum, so we had this one video store, and I remember going there the one day and getting. They didn't have any of the sort of sports games that I would rent over a weekend type thing, and they had this one. Was it Silent Hill? Ooh. Oh, my hat! I played. I think for five minutes, I paid my what was it twenty rand back then. I closed the game. I took it back, and I just asked, "Please, can I have a refund?" <laughs> Playing anything this this weekend, so I saved it up for the next weekend and got a sport game. I've never been really good with um, horrors. I enjoy mm-hmm. watching people and the jump scares and all that, but myself, oh, I won't sleep ever. No, no, I'm the same. I mean, I think if I had to play the new uh, Resident Evil, the village, I'd need a pastor with me, a Bible, some yeah. holy water, <laughs> just everything. I uh, get shitless, honestly. <laughs> I, remember, I remember playing the first, well, some of the first Resident Evil games back on the PlayStation 1. Yeah. My friend had it. I was like seven years old, and literally those blocky graphics of zombies going with their square fists was like i don't know it just sends your your heart racing and Mm. it just gets your imagination going like damn what if a zombie apocalypse actually happened yeah yeah it's crazy it's it's crazy how we build this imagination of these these squares are coming to kill us Obviously, with the Resident Evil, the village coming up, um, I tried to give Biohazard a go. Um, so I was told the best way to do it would be to watch someone stream it. So I watched PewDiePie. Oh, yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I would go do kind of just what he'd done um, and figure out a few things a bit quicker than he did. Obviously, what a noob. <laughs> and, um, you know, the only problem was I played the game for, I think it was. I've timed it in at about two and a half hours. So I haven't really gone all that far, although I think it is pretty far. But um, I've not had my headset on for longer than 12 minutes. I put it in front of me. I'm oh, yeah, just yeah. so scared <laughs> of that game. So it's, you know, it's amazing how they actually bring you into that world and you really feel part of it. It's fascinating. Mm. So I can't wait for the next one to watch it, not play it. And there's so many like different horror game techniques. Like if you take a look at Bioshock, for instance, mm. Bioshock 2, those little sisters, you just hear the screams and you go, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did I have to come this way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bioshock <laughs> is pure art. That's one of the, that's one of the very like instances where I will point at a game and say, 
this is a form of literature this is a form of storytelling this is a form of art because i i, I think that it deserves to be appreciated as stuff i mean 100 you look at the world building in atlas you look at the story that's being told you the, the would you kindly twist it's mm. it's absolutely phenomenal and then they build it in where every Oof, story starts with a right <laughs> then every story starts with the with the lighthouse it's it's phenomenal it gets me exceptionally excited and um i'm it, it's just like flipping awesome that we get right? to play video games uh, but Brian you were chatting about Resident Evil a little bit earlier did you know that the Resident Evil PlayStation version is turning 25 years old I March? actually do know that and oh, yes. it's purely because it's on the schedule to be honest oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> cheater cheater <laughs> but um, yeah it's a phenomenal series yeah. Um, so credit to them and I think while we're still on the track you know some really good mentions from you know, just the Atari, obviously, mm. and then Nintendo, and good lord, we didn't want that to happen, did we? <laughs> um, who goes to the movies and puts the phone on silent anyway? We don't know that because we don't have movies and <laughs> taking that away. So, uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, where were we? Atari. Oh, Atari. What an amazing machine that was as well. Also, for its time, it was just so much fun to get involved in. And then you obviously had the Game Boy, mm. um, Sega... And then, what was it, Nintendo and Sony? We know that they actually were going to bring out a yes, console I together. Yes, I remember that. Which yes. is, like, hard to believe whether one is compared to the other. Although, yeah. I think the other one's starting to claw its way back now. But um, initial thoughts on that were that Nintendo were stalling to try and keep them out of the sort of market. And, obviously, with that deal, they were probably quite bitter. And um, someone's still looking for me. And <laughs> silent doesn't work. Um, so, yeah, I think I lost my track of thought again. It's okay. <laughs> You've been chatting about Nintendo, yeah. Sony. Oh, and, um, yeah, so just, you know, imagine where they would have been together now. Yeah. Um, and then I think, what did I say, of the sort of element where they split um, was mm. fascinating, yeah. actually, to know that now. So I want to I want to run through a couple of these gaming anniversaries in 2021. Um, speaking of Nintendo, Animal Crossing turns 20 this year on the 14th of April. And, Can you believe it? And 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 if you have anything to add while I read through this list, by all means, uh, stop me. I know Ori and the Will of the Wisps is six today. Oh yeah, yeah so. happy birthday, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> Two great titles there. Eh? Um, Portal Two turns 10 on the 19th of April. Obviously, that that kind of stemmed out of Valve uh, from the Half Life series. That was that was a that was a really creative way to tackle puzzle games. I, I yeah. quite enjoyed that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. No comment. No comment. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't played Portal. No. Oh wow! You yeah. should give it a try. I should. Probably. Probably. I've got so many things to give yeah. a try. Actually, though, it's scary. Um, Uncharted Four turns five wow. already this year. With what? a movie, hopefully. With a movie, An hopefully amazing next year. series yeah. of games that was though. Yeah. Wow. That was that was good. And Uncharted Four was a very big deviation from Uncharted Three because Uncharted Three was extremely linear, mm. and then Uncharted mm. Four they were like, here's a, a whole world, go crazy, and we're gonna chuck in a grappled hook. Yeah, but you've all you've seen the same from um, Sony or PlayStation Studios with God of War, yeah. where yeah. the latest ones a bit more open world now as well, and. <laughs> Um, so I think a lot of games are migrating that way from mm. the sort of linear throw. So it's it's a good thing for everyone. I think, you know, the amount of money people are spending on a game, like, I don't want to run straight through it. You know? No, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another one that, a game that caught a lot of people's attention because of its, I would say, 
ahead of its time technology was L.A. Noir. There was like the the they did, it was the first game that really incorporated facial features as a gameplay element. Hmm. And people were like, "This is far too real." <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's too real. Yeah. Alan Noir turns ten this year. Uh, Super Mario sixty four, uh, which we were talking about earlier, turns twenty five this year, and then Bethesda turns thirty five this year, which is. Gee, super exciting I know Jeez. and what an acquisition from Microsoft yeah. obviously so yeah pretty um, intense one over there some amazing things gonna happen there which you know I think we're all looking forward to seeing so um, don't worry Renee just walk by quietly <laughs> there we go ciao <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I think you know Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, when awesome. I say stuff like that, it's obviously because I don't forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, Brian. You're doing great. Um, Duke Nukem. Um, oh, I love that game. 30 years old I on the 1st of July. That game. Yeah. That was one of the first ones I went to uh, before I had like a PC or anything. Well, I'd never had a PC. I had a computer at one point, but uh, my mates used to have these PCs. We used to go jam Duke Nukem there. Is so much fun. Yeah. The the most recent game, the game that shall we say killed the series, that was in development hell. That was like stuck there for nine or ten years. Yeah. And then by the time that like this is what's really scary about game dev as well. It's like yeah. you could develop a game for a release in nine years. Then the time that that nine years comes around, your game is completely outdated. Old, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know you know let's take it from recent things that have happened do not develop a game for 9 years. Mm. Yeah. Cyberpunk. Mm. Yeah. I hear you. you specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, whatever it's still I enjoyed the game. Um I think you know if you're trying I don't know if they were going after the same type of style of GTA type of thing but mm. kind of lost me after the second playthrough. Oh, like yeah. I, I really enjoyed it the characters were great. I didn't have all the glitches, funny enough, that everyone was talking about, but um, there wasn't much more than just that for me. And yeah. I think, yeah. you know, again, my opinion, don't I think, <laughs> sue us. I think the pro- City Project Red, although I think they in enough. They, they have bigger fish <laughs> to fry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah. I, th- I think the problem lies with how game studios actually set their dates. It's mm. something that Jeff Pobst uh, mentioned in our interview for BOG mm. last year. Mm. Um, you know, like how film studios set their dates, they will record 70% of the movie first and then be like, yeah, it's coming out in August, right? Because mm-hmm. then they know they've just got that last 30% to add in, chop and, everything, chop and edit everything together, and then boom, you've, you've got a movie. But game studios sometimes tend to go, well, when will the audience kind of want the game? Yeah. And then the developers have to kind of wa- work towards that date as the goal for mm. nearly mm. everything. De- well, it depends on the studio and how they manage their dates, but it seems to be one of the pitfalls that some studios fall into. 100%, 100%. We, we hear about crunch culture. We hear about how bad it is for the industry. It's, it's, it's wild. Um, but other games that are celebrating the anniversary, Donkey Kong turns 40. Donkey Kong! Donkey Kong! <laughs> uh, Metroid turns 35. Devil May Cry turns 20. Also an amazing yeah. series. Yeah, I, I must say, I never played the original, and then I played the reboot, 
or the the, the remake remaster thing where they yeah. messed up Dante's hair, and everybody was like, this... <laughs> "It's always messed up." Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, "This game is terrible," and I'm sitting on the side. And I'm like, "I actually quite like it. <laughs> I think it's quite cool." But it's one of those games that I've never found myself finishing. Mm. I've never been able to mm. sit down and finish it. I'm at I'm at the part where like you infiltrate a, a soda company because the concept was so yeah. cool. Like the concept was incredible, and I just I just haven't finished it. Speaking of games you can't finish, mm. um, breaks my heart this, but um, I might be going on to the next topic already. I don't know. Who cares? Just have fun, right? Roll with it. Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. I platted the original on PlayStation. I got to the second one, and I had about 90 hours in. Yeah. And I don't know why Sony can't fix this, but um, there goes my game, and... I've got to reinstall, no save data, oh. I've got to start again. The second time that happened, um, I was on 120 hours. Hmm. And I've not finished that game yet, and I really badly want to. I've actually asked friends what happens now, because I don't see myself putting that much of time into yeah, it again. it's a long game. And then um, another mention was Gran Turismo for me. Um, the 24-hour races... I had tried to complete a 24-hour race, I think about, I won't lie, and it's nine or ten times. Um, I think a couple of times you get to about three hours played, power trips, blah, blah, blah. That's what you deal with in South Africa, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the worst for me was I was 26 minutes away from a 24-hour race oh. and then crashed. And I think it took me six years again after that to put that game back on oh right um yeah it's you know Cuts it's deep. heartbreaking because i'm like deep. and you really enjoy it and you're like fighting for that top position and you get there and you're 23 minutes away and thank you escom no oh, yeah escom um two three more that i really really want to touch on over here uh this this is blew my mind ssx tricky let's get I, it back I, in, back that's in, also an original in. game that i had on the yeah. ps1 actually yeah i yeah. loved it it turns 20 this year Tricky, tricky, yeah. tricky, tricky. Yeah, it goes about with the PlayStation launch as yeah. well, yeah. And again, I remember like crystal clear graphics. Yeah. Came down, the snow moved. Awesome music then, while you're busy yeah, yeah. doing your tricks, yeah. And then, yeah, it was yeah. fun. I can remember I got steep from um, PlayStation Plus or something like mm -hmm. that. I was like, this is going to be so sick. It's yeah. modern SSX tricky. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> it was horrific. <laughs> oh, dear. There's uh, some games that only EA can make and actually do well. Yeah. I think yeah. Steep was by EA, which made it even more of a punch. Okay. The well, then, yeah. what? Like, you know, that's like. Disney going, let's buy Star Trek now. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, the next one, a personal favorite of mine, uh, is Titanfall 2. That turns five this year. It is a phenomenal game and comes up my highest recommendation, even though I feel like I'm hitting an empty drum over here. <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, Titanfall is obviously the prelude to Apex. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us only, well, when I say a lot of us, I think a vast majority of people are probably guilty of only knowing um what titanfall is because of apex yeah. um mm. i'm one of them look 100 percent. me too like i heard about apex i was like i want more of this fantastic world that they're building let me go to the origins which is titanfall and then once i was there i was like this is so cool this is mind -blowing. I it downloaded i uh, just need to but i think also because i'm creating so many other things at the moment is you're getting an hour on a game at the moment yeah 
So those that you really do enjoy, you try and you know you play them to enjoy it. The rest is actually a bit of work at the moment. So yeah, hundred percent. Titanfall is on the list. Yeah, just, is it coming and when's it coming? Yeah, uh, one of the things that I that I really really appreciated about uh, Titanfall is that it's only a six hour experience, so you can actually finish it in a weekend. Cheapest you yeah. could. Yeah, mm. that's um, actually amazing, right? And it's really it knows what it wants to be. It's contained. You get through it and you have a great time. I mean, so, so is Resident Evil 7, but um, that's taken me already four months and yeah. I'm two hours in. So. <laughs> George, you wanted to say? Yeah, I uh, lost my point. Oh, no, so no. Let's just move on <laughs> no, swiftly. <laughs> no worries. Uh, then the last anniversary that I want to touch on is Tomb Raider turns 25. Oh. That, for me, is also a gem. Yeah. What, yeah. What, you know, from where they've come and... Oh, it's great. It's, I mean, you play the latest one now and it's just, it looks so slick and everything, but that all started off way back when and just mm. running through these dungeons and stuff yeah, was yeah, so yeah. much fun. Um, obviously still on a PC back to that time with the little, whatever. Yeah. I think it's always been like slick and crisp for every age it's been in. It is so beautiful on, I know I played mine on the Xbox One. Yeah. 4K HDR. It was phenomenal mm. and the sound quality on that also was just beautiful yeah. and and the way that they handled the reboot it was it was done in such a way that it didn't feel shoehorned in mm. it was mm. like this feels like the natural next step yeah. for Lara it's not like okay we're gonna break her down we're gonna give her this and blah, 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 blah. it was like okay cool this is a new badass Lara Croft yeah I want to mess with her no of course and I think you know you go back into films how many Spider-Men have we seen come and yeah. go same principle but we still love it. So. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Welcome. Um, all right. So, Brian, you were chatting about some of the punch in the gut moments that you've had from uh, gaming. <coughs> and I want to chat Cut. to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to chat to you guys about uh, what your, like, defining gaming moments have been. And I think we'll start with your, your I guess we should call it your oh shit moment. Like, that's cool, man. Oh shit moment. Mine, personally, because I have a weird obsession with triangles, was when I walked into a room in Horizon Zero Dawn, and it was like, just a room of triangles, and I was like, oh shit, this is I mean, cool. I think everyone's like, what's the obsession with uh, triangles? Dude, I Please, wish I knew. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. They're just, they're so mathematically perfect. I love it. Never mind. Although That's not, not what this one's about. There's just like three angles to a triangle, right? But there's so much more. <laughs> it's like, they always add up to 180 it's the strongest natural structure triangles are infinitely divisible by triangles like that's just well, so cool you know yeah anyway enough about triangles we're speaking about oh shit moments uh so what was the, what was your oh shit that's cool moment um yeah so again maybe a bit of a boring answer but back to uh grand theft auto like yeah. being like oh shit can actually do this right and then looking over your shoulder like i hope my mom does <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i saw something funny actually on that this morning um one of the cartoons was cancelled oh yeah and one guy commented oh thank goodness now my kid can um forget about the cartoon and go play gt gta 5 <laughs> shango hooker yeah. he doesn't have to pay for it you know instead of watching the cartoon so i found that quite funny um yeah and i think when i probably one of my most epic moments i probably go is um 
back in Battlefield 1, um, there was such massive competition in South Africa, as in who's the best clan and what have you. Mm. And um, it was always um, AOV, so better known as Act of Valor. Um, and then Legendary, we were the sort of up-and-coming guys. And, you know, there was this whole thing, they're going to smash us and blah, 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 and whatever have you. And we got to, I think it was the... Must have been the semi-final with them. That was like our matchup, and we went on to win it, obviously, because you know it just got easier from there. But we were playing a game called Frontlines on Battlefield One. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but I'm um, on Argon Forest. Now we, I think the match spanned for if it, if I'm not mistaken, it was about 40 minutes, and between the two teams, we had gone from the middle objective to the second objective back to middle back to theirs back to middle for must be 36 minutes jeez on the it was one of the tightest games i've ever really come across um and it was so cool to play play part of it and um what happened after that was i knew there's this one little place um where you can get quite a big knock on a team if they don't spot you so i got there first pulled out my dime dynamite and i team wipe the whole 12 people <laughs> no way. literally it was from there we just steamrolled them back to home base we won the game so nice. it was it was one moment that changed the whole game and i think broke a lot of hearts from their side but um you know they still reckon they're the best team they're yeah. not we beat you <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh, ryan has been waiting for this moment yeah i think you know i think it's still it's still on youtube funny enough oh, yeah? you can actually that moment is clipped in there i don't know if it's lgd versus aov somewhere some tournament something but i could always find out and get that clip because that was just like i mean the commentators like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah that was that was fun for me i really enjoyed that uh all right so so the next moment that i want to touch on is um the disappointing moment what was the disappointing moment i think that we we share a common disappointing moment of cyberpunk so i am going to veto yeah. that from being an answer i mm. think no of course and i think i may have mentioned them earlier was just those disappointments of the 24-hour races yeah oh that would be your disappointing like, moment you know, um but in terms of maybe a game that i i think maybe let's think about a game i maybe purchased and i was like what was that? I don't know. So I would say, and this is I'm, a hot... I've always been picky with my games, though. Yeah? And I think it's because, you know, growing up, you could only get one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah Or yeah, two yeah. games this year, one for Christmas and one for your birthday. And you couldn't really make a wrong choice. And I think <laughs> I think that my generation might still come from that. It's like, well, I think with, like, you know, Game Pass Ultimate now, you... You got all of yeah, that. 200 yeah. choice, oh, I don't like you, delete. Yeah. Install, uh, where we didn't have back that back then so um i can't ultimately think of the biggest disappointment for me yeah I, um in terms of a game although the worst hyped game for me i think like you <laughs> say must be <laughs> cyberpunk goodness me funny enough um the witcher 3 wild hunt you were underwhelmed yeah. i was not the biggest fan mm. i share um, that 
Mm-hmm. Jules, I remember you, you can't share that. Someone's got to agree. Yeah, otherwise the uh, viewers gonna listeners <laughs> rather gonna slate. Like, Robbie, your favorite game ever was The Witcher Wild Hunt Three, right? Just, he, uh, it is. He's nodding. He's no nodding. question. Yeah, he's right. nodding. <laughs> so the on camera, and he's definitely nodding. <laughs> he's not. He's not. It's um, anime. He's playing a bit. I, I, not, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't Borderlands say it's. In terms of uh, in terms of disappointment, I I wouldn't say The Witcher Wild Hunt Three was like my biggest disappointment. Mm. I just couldn't finish it, and that like the levels and the progression is very slow in in The Witcher. And some people really love that. They're like, you know, if I'm buying a game, I want it to at least last like a week or two mm-hmm. um, in terms of gameplay. But I'm I don't know. I, I kind of prefer those like very short like round and match-based kind of gameplay nowadays. Um, So yeah, but in terms of like disappointing games, I'd say pretty much all the games that were on the PS2 that then went onto the PSP. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and they also had like regional versions of games, Mm -hmm. which I thought was unfair. So you'd be like reading reviews from overseas about like Need for Speed Carbon or Need for Speed Pro Street, and you're seeing gameplay pictures and you're seeing features. Um, and you're going, okay, well, this is pretty similar to what I've just played at my friend's house on his PS2. I like this. Let me buy it. But then you get the local version and it's like, well, you can't free roam this yeah, one. Sorry. You can only the, race on tracks. Or it or, feels like the light version. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say one of my, uh, apart from Cyberpunk, one of the biggest gaming disappointments that I've had where, you know, like you actually just want to go sit outside Grab a cup of coffee. You and Apex every <laughs> like, night when you get wrecked. <laughs> 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 no. But you know, one of those moments where you just like want to grab a cup of coffee, sit outside, like look into the abyss and be like, oh man, I was expecting so much more, was actually the 2016 Doom game. But you mm. see, I played it in 2020 and I was just like, oh, it looks so cool. And like the forward pushing element of the, um, I can't remember, fatality kills, I think that they're called, like to regain your health. That was such an interesting mechanic. Yeah. It just felt like it wanted to be a platform. It wanted to be a shooter. I was like, oh, all right. Like I'm a little bit underwhelmed by this. Mm. And then to top it all off, it was the free game on PlayStation Plus the following month. So I'd gone, and, yeah, um, I'd gone and spent money on it. I it let me down, and then it would have been free if I waited. I actually done the same in December with um, Pro Evolution Soccer 2021. Oh, yeah. Um, I bought it, and I think it was three days later. It was on oh. Game Pass Ultimate. And funny enough, the worst part is I played the game for an hour, and I requested a refund, and Microsoft said, no, you can't get a refund because you played the game. And I was like, but it's shit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to play... I think, you know, it is, it's probably a better game in terms of physics and all those things than what FIFA is, but I want to play as Man United versus Man City, not Mm. Man Blue or London Town or whatever they decide to call themselves these days. It's, Mm. can't they just give licenses to everyone or (laughs) something like, so you got like full teams in, but anyway. Yeah. Where were we? We're chatting about gaming moments. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never played Doom. You've never played Doom? No. <gasps> uh, don't hold your breath. I, funny enough, didn't. Oh. I played a bit of Quake, though. I loved Quake. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think same kind of line in terms of FPS. Like, you in, either enjoyed the one or the other. And mm. I think it goes back to Monsters again. Not a fan. Yeah. Not mm. a fan. I enjoyed both when I was a kid. Like, 
Doom and Quake. Like, I had this friend whose parents were super cool. Um, they used to, like, buy him figurines, and he had, like, one of, like, three computers uh, in his room, because I think his dad actually did something with computers. Um, so, yeah, he was allowed pretty much any game he wanted. No, and, <laughs> and, yeah, my mom was very, like strict so i would just be like okay i'm going to so-and-so's house and she was like okay violence yeah doom boobs <laughs> funny enough now that i remember it mortal kombat uh, mm. the first 2d one with sonya blade and you know that i really enjoyed as well i don't know why i decided to tell you no, no it's all right i was it's going on a path and i just remembered i played that game yeah loved it yeah um what has been your guys most hype that you've been for a game like that you you really really couldn't wait for it while you guys think about that i will tell you that mine was the 2018 marvel spider-man man did i watch every i everything that i could for that game like anything that i could get when it was dlcs like i was on it there was a youtuber called jorafta <laughs> and he like he cracked the barriers and he was like this is gonna be the next dlc area and i was like you go jorafta like i was in it for that game like i was i wasn't even on the hype train i was captain of the hype train man <laughs> i was there for everything for me the most hype i was for a game was funny enough battlefield one because i put so many hours into battlefield four and then you just see this next well it was next gen back then but it was like this new thing that had these graphics which were just amazing compared to the other one that I was so hyped for. I think yeah. I pre-ordered that six months before the game came out. <laughs> nice. so that was so, it was like, when are you coming? And then the beta came and then they gave us Sinai Desert, which was like, I mean, I must have played that every minute of every day until, you know, you pass out and get dragged to bed. And yeah, yeah. I loved that. Um, Battlefield 5, funny enough, that was disappointing. Oh. So maybe put that on my list. On your list for disappointment. Yeah. George, any game that you have been eating up every piece that you can get of the hype? Um, so whenever a new Mortal Kombat game gets announced, I'm there. I'm oh, nice. on the hype train for that game. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, and I don't think there have been too many fan disappointments with the Mortal Kombat franchise. Uh, not that I would know of, other than the friendship fatality, but that uh, that's not the game maker's fault. That was, you know... ESA coming and stepping in and saying yeah. the games enough, are a bit too violent. One that collector's edition of the um, Mortal Kombat 11 is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with a Sub Zero mask. Oof. Um, now I kind of like trying to get back into Mortal Kombat after the last one I played was probably like eight titles ago. Yeah. It's quite tricky because like there's so much new things happening and I don't know the fatalities. Like I just want to go and print out a sheet and yeah. read the fatalities from that sheet like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to pay for new fatalities. Uh-uh, that was a bullshit yeah. mechanic. Um, and I think, I mean, mine's the ultimate edition. Um, I haven't really installed it. That's okay, that's okay. Um, but I think it comes with those included probably, yeah. so, but still. Mm, mm. I just want to read them off a of paper like that. that they, uh, I want to come back and just do like a do the old days and yeah. climb the towers but now there's like various leveled towers and i'm like where have i been yeah uh, playing battlefield <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> um all right and then uh like i mentioned earlier um i think i think one of the really really cool things about video games is the 
like the emotion to them. Mm. It's like it's a bu- it's a bunch of pixels running on a screen and a bunch of like geeks like us sitting on the other side trying to develop this ready set game. But there is a ton of emotion mm. mushed up into games uh, that kind of carries through across the game and into our personal lives as well. So I want to know from you what this is actually such a cool way to end it off because we've spoken about the history uh, of gaming and like our experiences with with the gaming journey. What's been your most sentimental moment where the game didn't necessarily make you like, oh, and it didn't make you cry or whatever. It just made you feel like bored. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. yeah. You have one like that? I, I don't know. Yeah. I've put this out there and I didn't even have one myself. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have an idea myself. And that's the end of the podcast. You know, I think, um, you know, Probably one of them that I go back to is because of, I put, was it close to 3,000 hours into Battlefield 1? Yeah. Um, and getting that plat for me was probably that kind of moment of like, <sighs> I've done it. Yeah. It wasn't like a celebration, but it wasn't disappointment. It was almost like... Wholesome. It's, yeah. And I don't think there's many platinum trophies on Battlefield 1 either. Um because it's, you know, mostly multiplayer game, but the storyline was amazing. Yeah. Anywho. Mm. I think, That's... so, I'm going to ask a question when we're done with this segment, yeah, just yeah. as an added extra, but... Even though we're finishing. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus round. Bonus round. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think my most heartwarming moment was uh, putting Jedi Fallen Order in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good game. Yeah, I mean... Jedi Fallen Order was just kind of like proof that story games do still apply if they're done really well and if mm-hmm. they've got interesting um, mechanics to them. Um, so yeah, I, I was just quite warmed at how they brought the whole story together, all the motion capture technology and mm-hmm. all the cinematics uh, that made it feel like like a Star Wars film would feel, um, but also just adding a bit of tension and... Um, yeah, just making the game difficult as yeah. well. Because maybe that's where some uh, developers go wrong with story games. They maybe make the progression too linear or too easy. But um, yeah, I think that game just had the right mix of challenge with cinematics and yeah. just general. Stop playing on casual. That was a brilliant game, also developed by Respawn, who made Apex, just chucking it in there and Titanfall, which Brian's totally going to go home and download straight away. I've already um, downloaded it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I actually just remembered or, or thought of a moment that kind of makes me feel warm on the inside when I think about gaming. It's actually when I play Plants vs. Zombies. Because I can remember we had <laughs> this sick thing in primary school where it's like we used to draw the plants, we used to cut them out, like play Plants vs. Zombies on paper. It was the coolest thing <laughs> ever. And then when I get to play it, it's just like that very wholesome moment you know what okay. i mean like it's uh, not intense and like the zombie letters and stuff like that and modern like any other teenager or 20 something year old that might play it they'll be like gringe but i'm like oh, they try to make us laugh guys like they really how do you play this. plants versus zombies on paper that's just- no man so you like one person moves it and then you have the sun and then the <laughs> do, i don't know <laughs> i don't know george we were creative <laughs> Oh, the era before smartphones. Uh, George, I think we're going to wrap up soon. So what's your bonus round? Okay, cool. Uh, top achievement in gaming. Like, that you got that achievement and it was like, yes! 
Wasn't that the hype moment? That <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think that that I mean, would, that would be your, your 3001. Um, I think for for me, my top achievement, well, the only... No, I've got a couple platinums. I don't know, it would probably be finishing Spider-Man 100%, but then it was like, oh man, I got a platinum, and then it was like, common, 28% unlocked. <laughs> because they just put so few trophies in the game. <laughs> no, look, you know, Spider-Man was, I think, what, especially really, again, where we go, Spider-Man and God of War are just yeah. amazingly well done, and there's so many other things to explore, which is, I think, mm-hmm. why the games last so long, and the replayability is quite high on them, where, yeah. you know, which is great. Mm. But, uh, yeah, wow factors, hype. Yeah. All the same, right? Just thought of a, another sentimental moment, finishing the Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the third one of that Tomb yeah. Raider series. You know, it's, it's just like sitting at her desk, um, her butler brings her coffee, she goes, I'm on an adventure, and you go, oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's so nice I'm happy for you Laura um, but I think that that wraps up episode 3 of the Concast thank you so much for joining me Bri thank you so much for joining me George is Always there a pleasure. anything that either of you would like to add before we wrap up no no you good yeah um, follow Comic Con Africa everywhere subscribe um, buy some merch yeah. Do some awesome stuff. All that kind of stuff. And don't, don't pay him for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, if you are watching or listening, please will you rate, review uh, our podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. Thank you so much for watching. Until the next one. Bye. Cheers.